Hello and welcome to the Cat Maste Chronicles podcast. We have exciting, interesting and powerful stories from pet owners about their projects, businesses and ventures. I'm your host, Michelle Adams, founder of Chatty Cats Care, London's professional cat sitting company. Join me as I dive deep into conversation with pet owners to chat about their individual journeys and of course, their beloved pets. Tune in every Wednesday for a new episode. Hello and welcome to episode 60 of the Cat Mass Day Chronicles podcast. This week we are joined by the lovely Maris Passarelli, the founder of Green Ramona, an e-commerce business that stands up against greenwashing while supporting other small businesses. Maris and I met on a female founders program called Hatch Online during the midst of the pandemic. We were introduced via Zoom and although it's not the best form of communication for human interaction, I had a real sense that Maris was very passionate about her business and wanted to help others. She has such a great aura about her and I knew I wanted to get her on the podcast as a guest to speak further about the brilliant things she's doing at the moment. So without further ado, thank you so much for joining us on the show today, Maris. I've briefly introduced you already, but if you could tell the listeners a little bit more about yourself, that would be amazing. Michelle, first of all, thank you so much for having me over. I'm so excited. I'm a fan of you as well. Aww. So um, yeah, I'm super, super um, thrilled to be here. It's the first podcast I've ever been at. So <laughs> Amazing. Uh, yeah, yeah. And yeah, so to introduce myself, I think you did an amazing job. Not sure what else to add, but I am the founder of, of Green Ramona, which is which is my baby in, in a business that is 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 more than a business, I feel. It's it's become almost like um a mission in my life. It's it's become a passion and um, you know, on a day-to-day basis, I feel it's it just starts taking a life of its own when more people are joining and coming together. So um, it's beautiful to see it. So that takes most of my time in my life. And then the other part time, I have a job as well. Um, and this is kind of new, Michelle. So I've not told her about it. And ah. it's, um, yeah, yeah. So I'm doing now videos for for activists. Um, oh, and that's wow. pretty fun. Yeah, I'm doing for social media, like content for social media. And I've learned now to edit videos and a little bit of animation. And they send me the footage and I'm building ah. it. So, so it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Amazing. No, really excited to hear that you're doing something else as well. And it seems like it kind of works hand in hand with what you do with Green Ramona. Exactly. It just ties in really nicely. And I find the energy that activists have is just so beautiful. You know, it's just so energetic and passionate. And and, and that feeds in, you know, You, you kind of like absorb that. So being surrounded by people who are ready to stand up and be heard it's it's I think something that empowers me as well I feel inspired when I see them and like you know hear them and talk to them so so it's definitely something something lovely to have around you know I feel very lucky at the minute (laughs) absolutely absolutely you kind of feed off the energy and that's so important um but I would love to talk a bit about your life before you decided to travel around the world what were you doing on a day-to-day basis and why did you decide that you wanted to travel? Oh my God. 
you know what? When I look back, I feel like it's been ages. I feel like I was a complete different person. Yeah. Um, which I think it's it's a good thing, I guess. You know, it feels like you've changed, which is a positive thing, right? Absolutely. That you've grown, you've learned, and and that is something that you want to have when you look back. But um, it was, I think, now what about over ten years ago? I think. Wow. Um, yeah, and I was living in Guatemala in this little city called Antigua. And Antigua is all colonial architecture, very old city. Um, and it, it's one of the UNESCO's heritage. So oh. it, it's quite special because it, it feels almost like you're, you're within a museum kind of city, right? Yeah. Um, and, and it's a very touristic place. So you have a combination of, of the locals that have been there, you know, for, for a really long time. Like it, it's a very traditional sort of city, but then it has a lot of... Um, Mayan sort of um, heritage as well and then the tourists that come in so it becomes a very special place because all of these things sort of live together and in a very harmonious way so you have uh, you know a lot of tradition but at the same time people that are coming in with you know new ideas and ways of thinking and and it, it's a it's a lovely city I, I just absolutely love it yeah. but at the same time I was working as a marketing manager in this um, jewelry store okay. and I, I was quite proud to have reached that um, sort of point in my career where I had a very, you know, sort of big title um, of um, a company that was well known in, in, in Guatemala and, um, you know, that had a very uh, sort of long tradition of, of, of doing what they were doing and, and whatnot. And um, I think that's, that's where I had my first sort of, um, I guess, career crisis if you want to say it that way right because everything that I was sort of taught to want and to to be and that I should sort of uh, um, you know aim for and I guess that you know our version of the American dream um, was on my plate and I just I just I just felt so empty and drained and Mm. um, you know it was very long hours very demanding job um I, I, you know, I, I tend to be a, a people pleaser. So yeah. at the same time, I was demanding so much from myself. Um, mm-hmm. And I was just leaving everything I had, um, you know, for, for them and, and trying to make their company better. Um, and that has a high price, I think. And, and, and you know, no money can, can really pay that, which is really you are giving your life to them, right? And, and how, how do you put a price on that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I started sort of trying to dig in deeper into my sort of soul and, you know, searching for, for an answer of what was going on because I was starting to feel very depressed and I was starting to feel uh, almost like I was um, trapped, you know, and, and very kind of um, um, paralyzed almost in a way, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just felt like, the way that they were marketing themselves as, you know, we're selling this, but we are um, doing also a lot of community support and we are a company that, you know, helps the the Mayan locals and we do this and we do that. But then when you were in, in inside, you know, you really could see that none of that was actually being okay. taken into, yeah, into consideration. Um, so it was really just marketing tools that they were using. And, and that really sort of hit me, you know, because I, I remember one day that, that, you know, I left and I had this like very successful meeting, but I was, I was upset. Like I left and I was in this sort of contradicting um, place within my mind, you know. 
um, and I left the office and, you know, I'm in this beautiful city and, um, you know, there were people that there's a lot of poverty in, in Guatemala. So, you know, homelessness and, and, and that sort of thing is, is mm-hmm. quite common. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I remember just there was this man that was homeless and I, I started feeling almost like jealous, <laughs> you know, yeah. and, and that was kind of like shocking to me, you know, because like this is someone that, you know, we would as a as a, a society, someone that that's very vulnerable in a position that needs support, needs help. Mm-hmm. And yet I was seeing him as someone that had more freedom than I did, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was, I don't know, in a position that felt almost more genuine um, that when I where I was coming from, you know. So I started doing some really um, deep soul searching and realized that my values were just not aligning and my values were were a lot more, more important to me. And, um, you know, if, if I was being affected to the point where I was feeling depressed, like, was it really worth it? You know, so I decided to just quit my job and, and bought a ticket to Australia and I left. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I think that is so important what you shared, because so many people like this isn't the first time that I've heard a story similar to yours, actually, Maris. Like, and yeah. actually, it's usually from some of my friends who've worked in, um, uh, at, sadly, non-profit organizations. Um, uh. And they've said to me, kind of like, from the outside, it kind of looks different to what it actually is on the inside. Yeah. And they're kind of being torn like you kind of spoken about like it doesn't align with what you want to do and your values and it just feels sort of I guess suffocating in a way because you're kind of you're kind of being pulled in two directions like your moral compass you want to do good and then you're kind of stuck within like a company or an organization that isn't doing what they're supposed to be doing basically absolutely absolutely and I think it's almost like you have to um, repress this side of you, mm. right? And, and, and it's a side that you value, you know, obviously, because it's something that's important to you. And, and it's how do you want to live your life, right? Yeah. Is, is it enough to just um, be seen as um, this person that does this X, Y, Z, you know, and sort of feeds your ego? Like, mm. is that enough? Or, or do you need something that's actually gonna allow you to be yourself you know which is which is what's really valuable of of each of us you know it's that uniqueness that sort of like stands out and that voice that sort of speaks up and says no hold on like (laughs) you know this is what the world should look like you know and and that's what keeps us as a society progressing you know so it's I know what you mean it's it's so tricky it's so tricky because at the same time you need to pay rent right (laughs) (laughs) exactly exactly Ah, oh, but um, I guess it worked out well in the end, and you ended up in Australia. I mean, what what was that like? Oh my god, <laughs> I was, <laughs> um, I was so blown away. Uh, I mean, obviously, it's it's a gorgeous city, yeah. Um, and but it's hilarious when you get there and you're a tourist, and it's something so far from what you know you know I remember mm. getting there and not knowing how to cross the road because you had to press the little button that you have here as well and like we don't have that sort of stuff in Guatemala Whoa. so getting there and being like right like should I just go like how does this happen and you know waiting for the little man to go green um so it's it's little things like that that everything just feels so different right wow. um but I, 
yeah yeah but I just loved it I think it's a brilliant country and it was it was a great stepping stone you know um to start traveling yeah a lot of people sorry go on a lot of people start in Australia actually it's you know what it is they have a really good infrastructure for it because you, you get that working holiday visa which is for a year yeah and then there's already even organizations there that help you so you can even go and set let's say you're landing in Sydney you can you know have a three-day course with them and they put you into their system and they start handing you out jobs and oh. so it, it's really it's really just pretty straightforward I get you know it's kind of like dummy proof yeah. um so it makes you feel safe. And then, you know, they already have these buses that you can pay for, you know, you pay once and then you have it for three months and they just stop along the main city. So you can do the East Coast and everything is just set up in a way that's so friendly to start that it doesn't matter if you've never done it before. Yeah. So I think it's, it's yeah, it's a good place to start. Okay. Thanks for sharing that in case, you know, maybe one of our listeners might want to take a spontaneous trip and travel the world like you did Um, yeah go check out the kangaroos and yeah you know beautiful beaches yeah exactly um a much slower pace of life I guess as well yeah I think it depends on where you're at you know I think because Sydney's quite quick pace yeah yeah. but then the other bit is, is is uh they're quite unique in their own their own way each one you know so it's quite hard to generalize I think yeah true but I, I absolutely loved it it was it was a brilliant experience oh that's good um so when was it that you decided to start Green Ramona and where did the inspiration for that come from was it on one of your trips so I think it was something that it, it wasn't one specific thing you know I, I think it was one of them things that sort of along your journey they start adding up here and there you know I was definitely on the search of of something that would change in my life how can I put this like it was I was sort of like looking for a career that would give meaning to my life you know which I think it's it's something quite common nowadays with with millennials and and this sort of thing you know it's 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 a topic that is quite consistent um and I was coming from a culture that was very how can I put it it's very small in a sense you know I I love Guatemala and you know people are amazing it's a beautiful country but it also has other sides you know it's it's still quite uh behind in the way of thinking and Mm. uh, possibilities of of types of career are quite limited you know you have maybe a few ones you know you can either become an engineer you know you can become an architect or a lawyer you know you have about five things that are an option um so I wanted to see more, you know, I was I was actually in the search of, of sort of like a professional side, you know, um, and I started just, you know, doing all sorts of things, you know, I started working in a farm one day, you know, then a few months later, I was um, somewhere else putting carpets, and then I was in data entry, and then I was, you know, just doing all these random activities, you know, yeah, um, and I think, one of the po- the points or like the most, I guess, uh, defining moments was when I was already here in London um, and I decided to stay in London for a bit longer. So, you know, I was a bit tired of traveling as well. So I needed a bit of a break and I have my siblings who live there here. So I wanted to also reconnect with them. Um, and I found a job in in, in social services, okay. which is quite 
Yeah, it, and what you were talking about before um, about your friends, yeah, it, it kind of really resonates with me because, okay. yeah, because I I was on this program um, that was supporting families that were troubled. It's actually called Troubled Families. Okay, so you would deal with domestic abuse, drug misuse, like all of these issues when they are sort of at a a beginning stage, right? So pre-social work. So the idea that was that you were going to work with these families to help them change certain habits and mediate certain situations so that it will be healthier for the children and the family. And hopefully then it wouldn't escalate into social work. And, you know, it was it was a brilliant job. You know, at first it looked like something that was um, just very meaningful that mm. would allow me to have a, a massive insight into how the government implements, um, you know, different programs and policy that goes behind it and the way of um, incentivizing these sort of programs. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and when I actually started going into it, it's just. It was so crushing in a way, but I kind of like needed also a bit of that reality check, you know, to to start seeing, first of all, how many of those families didn't really want to be helped. Um, Mm. So there was more of um, how can I put this? Um, To me, it felt almost like an extortion, but I don't want to use that word because that's really strong. But they were almost sort of like forced into this program otherwise there would be consequences of you know escalating the situation and I understand it because you know obviously there's children involved and you want to look after those children but you know is it going with that tone the best way right or Mm. you know it it, is there were a lot of things but then you know obviously at this the more I was in there um the more complex the situation got you know the more contradicting with my values I felt you know um and you know it it was a level of I can say a level of corruption and a level of a a lot of things going on inside that you know just made me feel that it wasn't the place for me you know um but then I think when I left there I just felt like is it actually possible, <laughs> you know, is it actually possible to do something positive, you know, because it, it's really hard to think of a structure where the incentives are in the right place and that it's going to be um, functional and that you can measure the progress, because how can you measure the progress of, you know, human beings and, and their psychological development and you know, all of these things are just so um, abstract, you know, as human beings that, when we try to put it in boxes, it becomes very complex, you know? Um, so I think it was, it was when I was sort of like having that, that bit of a meltdown after leaving that job and trying to find, you know, is what can I do um, that's meaningful and that can actually be helpful and that can be done in a way that is consistent, you know? Um, and then at the same time, I was, I was getting every time more and more into the sustainable world and, um, you know, I was already a vegetarian, but I was sort of um, just getting myself more and more invested into that. And I think one day it just came together, you know, my love for nature. And um, I felt that supporting that side was less emotionally draining to me mm. than it was supporting sort of the social side. Right. Um, 
in I've worked before with small businesses and I just absolutely love small businesses. Um, so when I started doing my research and, and trying to understand maybe, you know, which issues could I and should I um, hop into to support sustainable um, living and, and that sort of thing, I, I just realized, you know, having transparent options is, is one of the hardest things, right? Mm-hmm. And um, greenwashing is something that, you know, we've had, we've had it for a while, but it used to be just more about big businesses trying to cover up, you know, um, what they're doing behind, um, behind doors. And, um, but now in days that the market has shifted and it's become more and more about the sustainable life, then, you know, it's become a lot harder to, to be able to tell what is what, you know, um, and it's, it's for different reasons, right? Like some of them are, are actually ill-intentioned and, and actually doing it so that they can sell more without the work that needs to be done behind it. Um, whilst other people are just genuinely doing it because they think maybe that is the right way, but they've not really looked into the whole supply chain. So maybe it's lack of knowledge or, you know, whatever whatever is going in the back. There's, there's a massive, obviously, grayscale, but we have reached the point where, you know, the European Commission has has done a study where 42% of, of businesses that claim to be sustainable were not really that sustainable as they said they were. Um, so we are talking about almost half of, of the businesses in Europe, right, that we're That's talking shocking. about. It, 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 it is shocking. It, it's yeah. shocking. And like, we don't talk about this enough, you know, <laughs> and, it, and it, it always like uh, blows my mind because I, I have at least Europe very high on the educational side you know and and yeah. the ethical side and, and you know it, it's some of you know the part of the world where um I think most of these uh, movements are coming from right um so the fact that 42 percent are are you know in some way or another greenwashing mm. is is very alarming you know yeah it is you don't expect <laughs> it at all um but I think there's so much going on behind the scenes that we just don't really know about that's what the issue is really yeah um yeah absolutely but yeah in your own words tell us about what Green Ramona is right so Green Ramona is um marketplace so people can buy and sell there and um what we're doing is fighting greenwashing in the best way that we can think of (laughs) yeah which for us that is transparency right so what I'm doing at the minute is that I sit with you know someone that just let's say like they've applied to so with Green Amona so we sit and like I interview them and we go through all the steps within their supply chain um so then I go and like research you know what materials they're using where are they coming from um if they're working with an organization is this organization working under um, certain sort of um, standardized, you know, seals or how is it, is it coming together? Um, and the idea is like, I put all this information to see, okay, you know, is there anywhere where I can help this business become more sustainable? Um, and if not, you know, can we maybe look into the steps that um, are going to be maybe in the future, something that we can, we can sort of uh, look into, you know? Um, so then we put this together in a way that's a bit more digestible for the consumer. And then in each product, they can go and see, you know, where is this product coming from? 
um, who is involved in the supply chain. Um, you know, uh, you can sort of understand a little bit, um, like, for instance, like shipping, right? Like, that's a big issue, you know, so, but small businesses can only do so much, you know, so how many steps has this been shipped into, um, you know, and so on. So, so this is, this is basically what, what we are at the minute. <laughs> Yeah, that's it's amazing. I didn't actually know that you also support the people that sell in terms of like helping them to kind of be a better, more sustainable business. That's that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the whole sort of um side that that it's it's quite tricky because it's on a one-to-one basis at the end, you know. Yeah. And I might be able to help them with this, but maybe not with that. But overall during that process of the interview, we do try and help them. And, you know, so for instance, we had one lady that um, she was doing these earrings that she, that it's brilliant what she does. She gets the plastic bags that you all throw, like she puts them all together and does these almost like sheets. Like she presses it in a way and melts it in a way that they become sheets. Yeah. And then she makes jewelry out of it. Wow. And it's pretty cool stuff that she's doing. So, you know, she's very conscious of her process. But then when it came to the packaging, um, she was sort of just buying, you know, what she found on the shop and sort of like getting it printed and whatnot. And she didn't know, for instance, that um, a lot of the the cards, when you print them, then they put this this sort of um, seal on the top that that's, pl- that that's plastic so that then it stops you from, um, you know, just chocolating it in the biodegradable section or, or whatever, you know? So just by removing that, then she could sort of take a next step where her packaging was going to be more sustainable. So it's, it's little things like that, you know, that when you're able to have that dialogue, it, it allows mm-hmm. a space for them to have an option and say like, oh, right, I didn't know this. So like, I can just now choose this other provider. And, um, you know, now my branding is going to be more, um like consistent you know which is which is what you want at the end having less impact yeah wow that's so inspiring I honestly didn't know this um I mean I knew you were doing great things but it's just the fact that you go kind of above and beyond which I think a lot of companies who kind of label themselves as as sustainable I'm not sure they're kind of going to the depths that you are so I'm even more impressed that you actually do that as well. That's so amazing, honestly. Thank you, thank you. Yes, I think it's 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 um, it's tricky, you know. I'm not gonna lie, yeah. and I think yeah. that's gonna be when I when I start going into the um, asking for funding bit. It's it's tricky because wow. these are the parts that aren't really gonna make money that much. Do you know what I mean? But it's yeah. part of my ethos you know and my way of thinking and like what is the point if I'm not supporting those people that are part of this community because for me that's the value of community right yeah we're here for each other so you know it's it's gonna be tricky (laughs) along the way and at the end as you know you're you're an entrepreneur as well as and you have to do everything so you know having your your schedule really well um sort of programmed is, is essential you know um but yeah yeah I'm really happy with that side as well yeah and also you can tell just from listening to you that you really enjoy doing it as well so I guess that makes it a little easier when you actually enjoy doing something rather than you know it feeling like a chore something absolutely. That you have to do. <laughs> absolutely 
Absolutely, yeah, yeah, for sure. I don't think I would be able to do it if I didn't oh, love yeah. it as much, you know? Yeah. You know, you probably find out as well the same, that when you're meeting new people as well, um, there's something about seeing the world the way they see it mm. that is, I find it fascinating, you know? that you sort of like get a sneak peek into their mind and like, you know, how they're putting this together. And, um, you know, it's almost like they're expressing themselves and a part of themselves through their business, you know? So and that's what I love about, you know, small business that they're so unique and it's, they have this little, like their own personality and character and it's almost like a, an expression, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's brilliant. I can imagine but why do you I mean obviously it's it's quite an obvious question but why is community so important as a business owner yeah I think well to me there's there's two sides of it one is the personal one um which I always sort of uh, value a lot as well because you need to be fed <laughs> mm. you know your soul needs to be fed in order for you to keep on doing and giving right um and for me the sense of community is it gives me that sense of home you know it's it's the place where um you, you can you can find support where um you connect with people with which for me is very important you know that sort of a uh, human connection and bonding um so on a personal level i think that's that's something that i find very important but then i think on a let's say like less personal or more logical sense. I think it's it's the way of moving forward at the minute mm. because, you know, we, we, how can I put this? Like if we rely just on governments and, you know, big organizations and whatnot, um, well, I think their incentives are placed in the wrong place. So, you know, unless it reaches their pockets, it's really hard for them to shift their perspective and, uh, you know, what they're aiming for. Um, so as I see it, community is, is, is essential for us to keep moving and, and progressing in the issues that matter to us. You know, it's, it's where we can sort of come together and, um, become stronger and support each other and, um, you know, just, just grow really. Um, so, so yeah, <laughs> I absolutely agree with you. And, you know, the one good thing sadly, that came out of this awful pandemic situation is that I feel like the sense of community has grown more than Absolutely. it has before. And I feel like people are kind of standing up for their rights and supporting movements, supporting people, supporting the environment. And I really love to see it. I agree. I, I have found that super inspiring. Um, yeah, I think it, I think it's been sort of the beauty that's come out, right? Of, of all of this, I I think there's this this sense of um, humanity almost, you know, that we've all sort of like realized. Oh wait, <laughs> we're all humans, right? We can die any second, mm-hmm. um, and sort of unite us. And yeah, I agree. It's 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 a beautiful thing to see. It has. Um, but we met on the brilliant program Hatch for female founders, which I absolutely love. They really helped me in so many ways. But what was your experience like um, with Hatch? And did you take anything from the program that we did? I was so grateful to be in that program that like, you have no idea, Michelle. <laughs> uh, it made a massive change because 
we were already at lockdown. We were, I think, mm. before we went into the second lockdown. And I had reached a point where I'd been doing everything sort of like on my own and, you know, doing it um, on the side of my job and, and you know, working working as a solo entrepreneur. But I really, I was a bit lost. You know, you get to a point where there's just so much that you can keep on doing that like you need a little bit of help and you need direction and you need that. And I hadn't realized how much I was missing that sense of having other entrepreneurs sharing their experience, right? And just knowing that I wasn't alone, that there were other people as well, um, you know, sharing the same experience as I was just in a different shape or form. Um, so that was, that was, that was great. And I think our group was just lovely. The, the people that we had around us was, um, was, was brilliant. And, and then on the other side, the experts, like they helped me so much. Mm. If it weren't for them, I don't think I would have what I have now. You know, I think they were, they were key in, in shaping, um, a lot of the gaps that were missing in my business and, and then having that expert feedback and support. Cause sometimes as well, I, I don't know if you go through this, but like you're constantly questioning yourself, right? Yes. So then having someone that, you know, it, it's an expert and sort of giving you back that feedback that's saying like, okay, yeah, you know, this resonates, but this doesn't, um, it really helped me sort of get that extra, um, I guess, energy to just keep going. So it was it was really good. I definitely um, recommend it to anyone that wants to join. Oh, me too. It, I for me as well. I think it was like that accountability of, you know, coming on and you know meeting biweekly and kind of it was nice to hear as well like the story of progress that people were making and the things that they were doing. Like honestly, it was so inspiring. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, it yeah. was. It was. <laughs> brilliant brilliant place if one of our listeners wanted to collaborate and sell their products on green ramona i mean i know you spoke earlier about the interview what what is the criteria to join what are you kind of looking for in terms of um people to collaborate with yeah so um i mean first of all i'd love them to get in touch you know um we do go on a case-to-case basis sort of thing okay. because of the supply chain because it is it is quite, um, it can get tricky. The, the bigger the supply chain, the trickier it is, you know? Right. So, um, but the, the main, like the basic criteria to start going into the interview process and so that we can start helping you and supporting you within the supply chain um, is to first be a female-led um, eco business. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, the most important part is as well, their intention that we can see that it, they are definitely, um you know, their heart is in the right place sort of thing that, you know, they, they, they are actively sort of trying to improve and um, that they feel strongly about the environment. And um, basically that, you know, they're not doing it just for sales, that they are yes. doing it because they care about it, you know, and that they, um, the environment will come before um, the profit. You know, they're, 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 yeah, exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, not to say that, that they won't, benefit and like you know get profit from what they're doing because you know they should be getting paid and you know um getting um growing their business with it but basically not sabotage the process right like because that's that's what we stand for so that for me that's the essential part uh because i think if if their heart is in the right place then you know the rest just will come a lot easier oh absolutely and i guess that's the difference between you guys and the big 
corporations out there who are very profit led yeah exactly (laughs) um yeah that's really that's really good to know um and yeah I think a lot of people are like I said now since the pandemic I think a lot of people are wanting to you know um create more sustainable eco-friendly businesses so I think yeah this is definitely the best time to the start and obviously to kind of grow and yeah to and for people to get in touch with you absolutely and a good thing to to mention as well is that right now it's free to join um that's going to be changing next year because it's becoming an accreditation process uh, Mm -hmm. because I also need to start you know sort of um charging for the time it takes because it's quite a long time uh but you know for the rest of the year uh if they want to get in touch I think it's a great time to join okay amazing that's good to know um on social media I saw recently um that you were talking about the importance of taking a break and we briefly spoke about that before coming um live onto the podcast today and we both agreed how important it is um to take breaks but yeah tell us why you think it's so vital for business owners to to oh my Michelle (laughs) I think it's for business owners and for everyone alive on this planet (laughs) it's mental health mental health mental health oh my god um I think as I see it now it's I give it the same priority as I give it feeding myself like that's how important it is um I am someone that tends to get burned out really quickly and um you know when I get burned down like I, I you know I love working so I can I can go into these working sprees where you know I'm working 13 hours a day and then all of a sudden I wake up one day and I'm like in complete tears <laughs> and just broken you know um so for me it's essential like looking after my mental health is is just almost like priority number one you know and I think we don't realize how important it is because we're so wired almost to feel guilt of you know taking the day off um you know and it's like you in order to be almost like respected and in order to be sort of successful you have to be working 24 7 and you know being this super um super machine you know that that's constantly doing something and I think that's that's the biggest sabotage lie that we have sort of you know inside our 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 minds because um when you actually stop to breathe you actually stop to enjoy you know and you recharge and all of a sudden like creativity comes in you know Mm. um you start realizing what you're missing as a person that you need in order to keep on you know growing and giving um you know all of a sudden like all these parts of of humanity that makes us beautiful sort of come together right yeah Uh, but if we don't allow ourselves that space it's just you're just going to keep going in a circle and and not really feeling that sort of sense of of joy you know (laughs) yeah literally there's that saying like we're our own worst enemies you know sometimes um and it is that it's that inner voice that inner critic that like we're like yeah. no we're having too much relaxing time this isn't good we need to be doing something yeah it's like your inner bitch <laughs> yeah honestly <laughs> sorry am I allowed to say that of course <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> yeah yeah um I um I had um, a psychologist that she used to call her the inner witch 
Uh-huh. And that you should shut her up every time she yeah. started coming out. <laughs> no, so true. Um, but yeah, going back to um, Green Ramona and kind of like everything that you you're, that you stand for, really, you know, and since living in London and, and how long have you lived here actually in London? How long has it been now? Now it's going to be six years. Wow, six okay. years this month, actually. Yeah. Amazing. But like since you've been here and you've kind of, you know, got used to society and how things work here and the laws, what do you think needs to change in this country to help support, you know, sustainable living, eco-friendly businesses? What laws need to change? Yeah. You know, I think um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a hard question. Yeah. Um, Especially because I'm not a lawyer, so I don't want to, you know. <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, but I think the key is always in where the incentives are, you know. Yeah. Um, and I think right now we're not doing much to change that, you know. So I think if, if for instance, like taxes, right? If we started looking into where and like who is producing, um, you know, from carbon, uh, carbon footprint to... Uh, you know, maybe who's producing more plastic and more, um, you know, all of these things. And you start taxing that and then maybe doing the opposite with the businesses who are doing something that's, uh, um, you know, doing good for the environment. Yeah. Um, I think that could be a good change, you know. And then even the taxes that they're collecting the businesses, from the businesses that aren't doing um, something positive, you know, um, you, they could really start investing in, in innovation, you know, because there's a lot of solutions already out there, but they're not being developed because there's not enough funding, you know. Mm. So, um, for instance, there's already electric planes, but, you know, for some reason, that's not being talked about enough. And um, if the solution's already there, then why not just invest into it and then, you know, sort of progressively um, change what, what needs to be changed. Yeah. So, so I think I think that's that's maybe a good place to start. Yeah, I agree. And also, equally, what can we do, like as civilians in our day to day? What can we do to help improve, you know, the world? Yeah, and I think there's two things. I think it's 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 interesting about that question, Michelle, because like one of them is. Um, that a lot of people that care about the environment are already having super high anxiety, right? So I think one thing to remind ourselves is that, you know, we are as well just humans, you know, in, in that it is okay to have an imperfect lifestyle, you know, yeah. um, that you can only do so much, you know, because it's better for us to keep sort of calm <laughs> and yeah. be kind to ourselves and, and have whatever changes we start implementing in our life be long term than you know doing it for a week and then stressing out that you're not doing it right and then sort of dropping it you know so I'd say the first thing is that sort of being kind to ourselves and understanding that you know it's it's great like I did manage today to um I don't know uh reduce the amount of meat that I was eating but you know whatever whatever choice you you have in your life um but just sort of like focus maybe more on the on the long run rather than on the short run you know yeah. uh, but then the one that I think is very powerful it's it's voting with our pockets right because I think that's when when change really starts um, sort of shifting because of how 
we've built this society, you know. Um, so you can see it in 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 big corporations now, how you know they're sort of desperately changing certain things within their um their system, you know, so that they can start offering more sustainable options because the market has shifted towards that side. And I think the more we do that and the more we focus on um shopping sustainable where we can um you know that makes a big difference yeah you're actually the second person that has said that on this show so it's oh really yeah yeah it's good to hear it again because it's it's absolutely true you know yeah yeah it's sad you know because we I'd love to think (laughs) just because that's the a better option for everyone then the world would shift to that but realistically it's you know it's not so yeah. but it's good I mean it's important that we have these conversations so that absolutely remember and you know kind of um the awareness is important I think yeah yeah I agree I agree um but what are your hopes and dreams for Green Ramona going forward now oh so I actually have a, a, a big thing coming out this week. Oh. Um, so yeah, so I'm 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 actually gonna start traveling with Ramona. <laughs> wow, amazing. Yes, I'm super excited about it. So I am gonna go and start in Latin America. So I'm going back to Guatemala. Cool. Um, yeah, and the idea is um to show and well learn as well myself, right? Mm. What sustainable looks like in other countries right and what mm-hmm. activists are doing and what the issues are like in in, in other parts of the world uh, um also like what the um, certain traditional weaving and you know dyeing and these sort of um methods that are being mm-hmm. used still like how sustainable are they can they be replicated how can other people use it um so there's a lot of um questions that you know i want to explore so so I you know I'm really excited about that so I'm gonna be I'm gonna be showing snippets and and uh, documenting everything throughout the journey and then sharing it on social media so uh, I'm quite excited about that I'm excited I'm excited. I know, right? <laughs> no, and I'm glad that you're sharing this as well with us because I think it's really nice to to kind of go along with you on that journey I'd love to share it with you guys yeah absolutely like it's it's and also, like, if you have any questions, you know, I'm I'm happy to listen because that's the idea as well to yeah. sort of um, understand where our curiosity is at, you know, and, yeah. and and to explore that and to see, okay, you know, this is a potential solution, but can this be replicated somewhere else, or how does that work, you know? Oh, how exciting! I know, I'm super, super <laughs> thrilled. <laughs> Um, but now we're on a high let's move on to my favorite part of the show being pets um but specifically cats but we also love dogs as well on the show we love all animals oh, we embrace oh. all animals but tell us about your life and journey with pets so far yeah so I I grew up in um it's kind of like just outside Guatemala City right so it's it's there's a lot of um farms and um you know forests and rivers and this and that so I actually grew up really close to animals I've always loved them um so you know um at some point I had a horse you know another point uh, 
yeah, yeah, you grow up like with iguanas around you, turtles, like yeah. you know, all sorts of stuff. So I was always, um, I guess, very connected to that. Like you know, yeah. I I I loved like uh, talking <laughs> to animals, and um, so I think pets just animals in general, just nature in general. <laughs> yeah, it just makes our life so much better. You know, there is something about that connection that. I don't know. I find it quite grounding, you know, and just uh, um, getting to know each each one in their individual form that yeah. they come out with like funny reactions or, you know, um, their own way of expressing themselves. It's just adorable. I love it. I love animals. Um, but I would love to know more about Gordo. Oh, Gordo. Yes. Tell us about him. Right, so he's tiny. He's he's like Chihuahua size, Aww. but then yeah, I know he's super cute, and he's half Chihuahua and half Yorkie. Cute. Um, he's super cute. So his hair is all kind of like scruffy, and he's got like short hair and then long hair. Yeah. Um, and, and um, he's he's adorable. He's just absolutely adorable. I think like he's and he's just so good at knowing that he's adorable and using mm. that in his favor. Yeah. Um. So so yeah, he's um. What can I tell you about? What do you want to know about him? Like I don't know. Do you have any funny stories about him? Like when when you've looked after him? Yeah, yeah. So for instance, um, he has this thing with squirrels. Really. And we used to have this this garden outside that was next to um kind of like a park. So yeah. there were loads of squirrels, right? They were always kind of like coming in our garden and hiding their 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 nuts and and you know the food that they were collecting and he hated them like it was hilarious like how bad it was like you know he would flip out and you could almost like (laughs) smell them from inside and then just like go in complete chaos just down outside to the garden but it got to a point where he started actually knowing where they were hiding them and sort of um he would he would start taking them out of the ground and then taking taking the nuts inside the house no. and then hiding them inside the house. No. So then you would like sometimes you, I'd be going to bed and I'd be like, okay, you turn off the lights. No, no, no. Go into my covers and now of a sudden underneath my pillow there's this like there's oh this thing God. full of soil and like soggy and you're like, what the hell is that? Oh and it was just the nuts that he was taking out and then hiding them inside the house. Um, so he's that quite funny hilarious. with. <laughs> he is quite I've funny ne- with that. Sort of yeah, thing. I've never heard of a dog doing that in my life. Like <laughs> the fact that he like tried to sabotage their their nut <laughs> yeah. is just so calculated. But because he looks so cute, like he probably got away with it. That's the thing. That's the thing. He's a bit of a dickhead inside, but such a cute one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh that is hilarious oh yeah and he, he has a thing with with hiding things as well it's quite funny like sometimes we'll go out for walks and then he'll find a fruit or something that he really likes yeah and uh, he'll play with it for a bit but then he brings it all the way home and sort of like hides it in places <laughs> um so yeah he's a bit of um a collector I guess yes clearly <laughs> 
<laughs> wow. <laughs> I love to hear these stories because it's just so like amazing to hear about because you know as well we spoke about earlier like each kind of animal having their own personality and being so different but it's always really interesting and like heartwarming to hear about each individual story and, and what what a pet is like. I know they yeah yeah I agree it's so cute to see them he does this really cute thing as well like sometimes like when I'm cuddling him and I pick him up and then he puts his head like he tilts it and he puts it on my mouth so that I'll give him kisses and that just absolutely melts me yes he knows what he's doing though that's the thing (laughs) yeah yeah he's so good (laughs) (laughs) he knows how to get what he wants (laughs) yes 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 he's like a con artist with like cuddles (laughs) that is so funny um but (laughs) Yeah, would you say like taking him for walks was like a part of your self-care? I think it definitely has been because mm-hmm. it first of all because it forces me out. Yeah. You know, because it, it's been like since the pandemic, it's been very easy for me to just stay at home. And you know, you yeah. just go into work and then maybe I'll go out to the shop and whatnot, but I don't stop to sort of, you know, um feel how nice the wind is or you know the sun or going into nature and that sort of thing so the fact that I that I I have to take him out you know it's sort of it's a day it's a part in my day sorry that I I know it's sort of scheduled right so when that time comes it's like okay you know computers out like you know I have to just now it's the walk time and and it's it's definitely been something that's brought um a positive thing into my life you know yeah to keep that balance and I remember seeing him when we were on the Hatch program. I remember seeing him on your lap. Oh, yeah. it was so cute because, like, obviously, I was like kind of looking for people that might have pets because, like, obviously, I love animals and pets. And when I saw you stroking him, I was like, "Oh my god, that is so cute!" That's why I knew I needed to speak to you because I was like, "Who is this adorable little dog?" Oh my god, I know he's so cute, and he loves doing that. Sometimes it's a bit, um, um, my sister says he's has, have cats because he knows yeah. when to pick, <laughs> you know, he picks like the right time to come and like hop on your lap. Yeah. Um, and, but sometimes I can be in the middle of a meeting that's like an important meeting or something. And I have him like, just kind of like scratching my leg and doing this puppy <laughs> eyes. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> how bad is it if I just like picking up up now? <laughs> I know. but would you like to get your own pet one day do you think you would and what sort of I think yeah absolutely I just love animals I just really struggle choosing though you know I don't know you get more than one you can yeah I can get more than one I can get both right yeah and a dog and yeah I think I would probably just you know wait till the right time where I'm a bit more settled yeah and, and then adopt whatever comes my way you know like I'm not that fuzzy I think choosing whether it's a dog or a cat I just you know they're just brilliant yeah I love that you said adopt as well because I think that's so important there's so many rescue animals out there that really need a home yeah I agree I agree um Um, no go on I'm sorry (laughs) no I I wasn't going to say anything okay (laughs) um 
But yeah, lastly, um, no, sorry, I was going to ask as well. Do you think you would ever consider any sustainable pet businesses for your platform? <laughs> um, I would love for them to get in touch with me because absolutely, like, you know, I would love to have them on board. Um, so, so yeah, just, just, I just need them to get in touch with me. And, okay. That's really and good. Let's do it. Yeah. 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 Um, but lastly, if our listeners want to find out more about you and your accounts online, your website, where can they find you? Right. So our main website is greenramona.com. So that's pretty straightforward. Yeah. Uh, but they can also find us on Instagram. And now I'm going to start doing TikTok. I'm going to be doing on TikTok, the, you know, the whole trip and, and uh, yeah. documenting things. So, so yeah, so they're more than welcome to follow us there. Okay. Um, I do have Facebook as well, but it's not as active. So I would encourage them to go on Instagram or TikTok. Okay, brilliant. Honestly, thank you so much for talking to me today and bringing such good energy and having this important conversation. Like it's honestly been so nice. Oh, Michelle, thank you. I loved it. I love chatting with you. So, you know, this was an absolute pleasure for me. Oh, you're welcome. Well, I hope you have a lovely rest of your day and good luck. And I'm so excited about everything that you're doing. I can't wait to follow you on your journey online. Thank you so much, Michelle. See you soon. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. We have some amazing guests on the show who share such invaluable advice, stories and inspiration. Can you do me a favour? If you like this podcast, please could you rate, review and subscribe. This will help us reach people who can benefit from listening. Another way you could help is if you could tell a friend who you think might enjoy this podcast too. See you next week. Goodbye.